0: Now, growing up, I learned the Marae the area directly in front of a whare tupuna, where whaikoirero takes place, is where anything can happen. Anything. Anything goes, because that's where Tumatauinga hangs out, whereas inside is where Ongo Matane hangs out. Now, that isn't to say things don't get mucked up and that it doesn't get messy. Of course it does. Humans are humans who don't necessarily play by the rules or even understand them at times. However... If your house is the only place where you can assert your rules, your tikona, would you hand that power over to someone else willingly? Just as you can't walk into Parliament or even a stranger's house and start behaving in a way not in accordance with that air, you shouldn't adapt tikona to suit or impress or even suppress emotion, especially if that is the one place where it's free to be expressed, where it should be expressed. Being polite in our opposition is a phrase I saw in a written response that our next guest, Dale Takitimu had about Māori protesting at Waitangi. That begs the question, are we? Are Māori too polite for our own good, Dale? Uh, Kilda.
1: uh Yeah, I think we are sometimes. I think we are a lot of the times. And in fact, I think probably a lot of the circumstance that we find ourselves in in 2014 is because... We have been overwhelmingly polite and overwhelmingly reasonable, um, you know, and and we have for generations tried to get this relationship on track and so have shied away a lot of times from some of the, um, you know, quite fierce resistance we see overseas. Um, And so I think we are polite um, and sometimes I don't think that's always appropriate. Um, and, you know, I think where we are today reflects some of that, and I think we are in uh, a position where we are largely getting run roughshod over in terms of what's going on politically and legally and those sorts of things, because we have tried to uh, work, I suppose, for lack of a better phrase, within the system and, and, and trying to agitate um, uh, by playing by a certain set of rules and I guess my response to, um, you know, some of the social media comments is people were saying, you know, why Tony, this always happens and people need to sort of tone it down and, and show respect and those sorts of things. And I sort of just I got my back up a bit, I guess, because I started thinking, why? Why do we have to do that? Why, Why do we always have to be polite when it's not always the most appropriate response. In fact, sometimes it looks like outright surrender and, and defeat and uh, and complete assimilation. And I know, for one, I'm pretty tired of that as, one, as a response, but two,
0: as an expectation. And why do you think we are polite?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I think uh, a lot of things, you know, particularly um, confrontation and, and, say, anger, it makes people uncomfortable um, uh, and I think um, some of the politeness or or expectation for politeness is driven uh, by a fairly colonial agenda to be frank, where a lot of people are uncomfortable you know there's been a lot of discomfort even within maoridom about you know the waving of the Tiratanga flag and the and, and pushing uh treaty issues and things like that. I mean that largely has been done by a small faction of um of activists largely at the front line who have who have pushed it and have refused to be polite. And then on the back of that there's been a whole lot of legislative and political changes that Maori them have benefited from, but they haven't actually been at the front line making those uncomfortable um conversations take place. Um, I don't know really what the answer is why we're like that. I mean, I would say you know sometimes it's because with uh, as much as mainstream New Zealand, there's a lot of Maori that have been sold the rhetoric about what the treaty was and what the treaty wasn't in the eyes of the Crown, and have come to believe that that we actually need to bow down to a colonising government who have come here and trying to dictate to us the way that we should live.
0: And I've seen examples of tikana being completely distorted to accommodate uh, those situations, and I'm sure you have too.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, we've, um, I think, probably all seen examples of, um, you know, where people are given permission to speak, particularly on the marae who wouldn't necessarily have the rank, don't have the language, um, and they're given permission um, ahead of... Some of our own people, because they happen to hold a title down in Wellington, uh, you know, as part of a government delegation. Uh, I know when Willie Apiata was awarded the VC in Te Kaha, in in Te Whanua where I'm from, there was quite a big expectation and push from the Crown team that travelled with the Prime Minister there, that the Prime Minister would be allowed to speak on our marae. And they put a lot of pressure on our haukanga to allow that to happen because of the um, of the status she had. And, uh, you know, we had discussions about it as an iwi at the time. Are we going to let this happen? Are we going to create a space for that? Um, and really the decision came back to say, well, hang on, hang on a minute. This is the same woman. Uh, who led the government, who just confiscated the foreshore and seabed over our have our having never set foot in the before, had the audacity to uh, to legislatively pass uh, that raupatu and, and wants to come up here two or three years later and stand in a really esteemed position on our marae and address us. And the answer came back from the iwi, absolutely not. No way. But I've seen other examples where those sorts of dignitaries have been allowed to do that. Um, and that's, you know, that's difficult, particularly when you see it in, you know, people, as you say, um, you know, under the guise of tikanga or that's their kawa sort of thing. But then at the same time, you see a lot of our ones left out in the cold to make space for that.
0: I mean, defy Fai Harawera made that obvious at Waitangi one year when she stood up and disagreed with. Uh, the Prime Minister at that time being able to court it at all, and many of their own Wahine aren't allowed to.
1: You know, I think those are valid, um, you know, they're, they're valid concerns to raise. I think, I mean, not that I need to give validity to anything to divide those, but, um, you know, they, those are discussions that should be had, but instead people are shutting them down because they're saying, oh, you know, you should show respect and you should be polite because that's the Prime Minister or that's the Governor General or. You know, those sorts of things. And it's like, why? Why can't we have these conversations, even if there's emotion and there's anger and there's awkwardness? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, you know, there should be violence or or that we should go out and hurt each other and all those sorts of things. But I don't think discomfort is an excuse to basically sanitise everything so we can't have a conversation at all. You go to that top marae at Waitangi, all the good kōrero, the analysis, everything like that is going on down the the bottom. Up the top, it's like a tea party. It's like a completely different Waitangi. To what to the hard political analysis and cordial and that's going on down the bottom at the marae where everybody can have access to those discussions, and some of them are heated. Um, but uh, you know, that's what our marae were for, that's what those discussions were for. And, and you know, I see on social media, um, you know, people talking about you know the harawera whanau and all that sort of stuff, which you know is braver than I am to go you know, casting sort of judgments on a whole whānau group. But, you know, and then somebody said, you know, but we must be polite. We absolutely must be polite. And, you know, these people need to be welcomed onto Ambarai, you know, with this sense of, you know, respect. And I thought, why? Why? Why do we do that to ourselves? We require that of ourselves. 365 days of the year, those politicians have been responsible for some of the greatest injustices against our people and you want us to roll out the red carpet and give them a cup of tea and and, and play yes sir no sir three bags full sir and, and you don't think we have the right to be angry about that I just, I mean I saw this when the, the tribunal came to into Tūhoe the Waitangi Tribunal came into um, right, and and and, uh, you know, things were on fire and there was protest and there was, um, you know, there was, I mean, I don't even know if protest is the right word. There was haka, there was people on horseback. But you it could was, feel
0: the emotion. Mm. It was
1: a, yeah, and it was, you know, the whole theater of it. And, and it was very symbolic and, it, you know, chills down down the spine and everything like that. And I just thought, yes, you, you of all people, tuhoi, have the right to be angry. Have the right to be angry, and in this space, where the tribunal is coming to hear your story, you have the right for them to feel that emotion. Nobody was getting hurt or anything like that. There was no, you know, no bloodshed or anything. It was not even in the in that space. It was largely a, you know, a, a show of emotion, um, and you know that was that was I thought that was fitting of what all the years of injustice that that that. That Tuhoe had suffered at the hands of the Crown, the constabulary coming in through their territory, the scorched earth policies, and all that sort of stuff, and to really set the scene for the evidence that was going to be heard, and then the, you know, the the tribunal then turn around and essentially tell Tuhoe off for doing that, yeah, on their own land, and almost in a school principal-like way say to them that's not good enough you know you've scared people and you know you you, you've let it get out of hand and I kind of thought well really nobody I mean I don't think anyone there could have seriously thought that they were in danger of being hurt you know yes it was emotional and made made the you know the hair and the back your neck stand up and stuff like that as it should because it's an important part of our history. But, you know, to then be told off like they were school children to say, you know, you shouldn't have done that, I just thought, oh, this makes a mockery of this whole system, you know, the whole system of tribunal, Waitangi tribunal and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I just think that people want to reap the benefits of, of the oppression and then want to turn around and tell you how you should appropriately act and, and that you should, you know, basically put on a pinafore and, and serve these people a cup of tea. Uh, I'm over that. Like, well that's why? I just don't understand why and unless someone can tell me why we need our response to colonial oppression dictated to us, I I'd I'm just not gonna swallow it. Uh, ko hau hoki he kaimahi mo te iwi, uh, i ratu i natake a te ture.